Coming up on this episode of Sports Without Border. I can tell you why. It's because of Giannis. And later. God damn it. The Cleveland Browns. Why aren't they on this list? Dalen Turk and RJ Hentz bring you Sports Without Borders. Welcome to Sports Without Borders. Dalen, we finally made it to episode two. That's I, an achievement. So good so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're following through after almost a year of disappointment. And here we are. <laughs> so Sports Without Borders, I am RJ Hens in Missoula, Montana. That is Dalen Turk in Austin, Texas. Hey, look, I remember this time. Good job. Yep, I am uh, <laughs> sitting in the corner of my bedroom uh, on my little makeshift MacGyver little studio corner I got You're here. You're giving me too much information, Dalen. Way too much information. <laughs> anyway, so Gotta on today's... <laughs> A little too informed, we should say. Uh, so on today's episode, we're going to talk about the Game 7s that have taken over not only the NBA world, but the sports world. We're going to talk about Doug Baldwin. He is done in Seattle. We're going to maybe going to talk about there's only five teams, according to CBS Sports, that can win the Super Bowl and the good old-fashioned Kentucky Derby. I love that stat. There's only five teams. <laughs> like, that's Could you so- imagine if, like, the <laughs> – could you imagine if, like, the NFL just released this statement? There's only five teams that can win. Yeah, Other sorry. teams quit. The rest are not eligible. Like, okay. <laughs> well, especially – what about the Browns? They are not on that list. I think they need to be on that list, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, First we'll, – We'll get to that. The, <laughs> the Game 7s that took over the NBA. I'm going to just go ahead and yes. say this. I'm going to go ahead and just say this because that was absolutely insane. Is it safe to say, Dalen, that – that that past Sunday, not only was it the greatest day because we were celebrating our mothers, but is it great? <laughs> is it safe to say that those two game sevens was the that made it the greatest day in NBA playoff history? Dude, they they were up there. They were up there, man. I mean, you look at what the Warriors were able to do, and you look at what I think will inevitably go down as the greatest game seven in Toronto, you know, sports history, like. It's it was a good day. It was a good day, man, and it kind of makes you realize that is why they traded for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> well, and a lot of people at first were not on were not for Toronto picking up Kawhi. I mean, I I didn't think he was going to go there. If he was going to go anywhere, he I thought he was probably going to go to like a big market team, like even LA Boston, a big market team. Toronto, they are, you know, I'd say like they're a mid-level market team, but they're definitely not a big market team. Well, but I don't so I don't think it's so much people had problems with Toronto. I think more people just had problems with Kawhi. Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty true because I mean, Kawhi was kind of being a crybaby, but also his dad was kind of being a jerk as well. Yeah, and well, and wasn't his his cuz his uncle was his agent, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, his uncle. I keep, I, I keep getting them messed up because I feel like right. his dad was involved in some way somehow, and his uncle really messed things up. It was just a whole mess. I'm glad to see, though, that he was the one who made the buzzer beater, which I swear took about 10 seconds for it to fall in the Dude, hoop. those four bounces. Oh, my God. Well, Didn't the same I, thing happen with Vince Carter in 2001, 2000? Uh, when I it, was four years old, so your guess would be as good as mine. <laughs> because, yeah, it was basically the same thing because the shot, um, and maybe it was even 1999, I can't remember, but um, it was when it was the Raptors, Vince Carter against, uh, um, what's his name for the 76ers, point guard, uh, 
Allen Iverson? Uh, yes, AI. I keep wanting Thank to say God. I kept wanting to say TI and I'm like, nope, that is a rap. Leave. Leave. <laughs> this is now my podcast. Leave. But no, that that was the the missed shot by Vince Carter that ended up sending um Allen Iverson and the Sixers to the finals. Um whatever. Yeah. What maybe it was 2001. I can't remember. But yeah. The point is though is that that was probably that was an amazing game. The problem now is that Toronto is going to face the best record team in the NBA who just came off of a 4-1 almost sweep against my Boston Celtics. Right. Do you think the Toronto Raptors have a chance? I mean, of course they do. At this point, everybody has a chance against, you know, any like that's just how it is. They're here for a reason. Right. I okay. Think, like, I mean, this ugh. is this is going to I don't think it's going to go I don't think it's going to go seven games that between these two. No, I, I think don't think Bucks it will are, either. This is the Bucks year. I I don't know why, but even when I watch Giannis, not even going to try. I can to say tell his you why. Name. It's because of Giannis. I mean, yeah, it's because of Giannis, but there's other players besides Giannis that are contributing to this team. I mean, Giannis I guess is, Giannis is great. Don't get me wrong. I think he should win the MVP this year, but I don't think that Giannis is the only reason why the Bucks are as good as they are. There, there's definitely more that meets the eye for the Bucks. But here's the thing, though. Like, you shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo because, I, like, the majority... Did, major- did you say his name right? Giannis Antetokounmpo? Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Bravo! <laughs> I couldn't even try that, and I'm a damn announcer. Yep, Giannis Antetokounmpo. But, no, so, you... And I don't know why, and I was talking with my boss about it today, is nobody can quite seem... How, figure out how to shut him down and it's because he just kills everybody in the paint but you take that away he doesn't have a three-point shot and so where's the rest of their offense I just don't think and like the other day I guess they kind of proved it because he was out because of foul trouble and they handled it fine but I don't know okay don't get me wrong I I see where you're going with this and the Bucks are definitely going to be one of those teams that I think that is it safe to say that they might win this whole thing this year? Because I like them to win it all right now. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's the shoulder, it's going to be on Giannis and Chris Middleton and uh, was it George Hill who's there now, I guess? And yep. He's, yep. He stepped up the other day. Um, yeah. Coming so, off. Okay. Here's the thing. There are, there are players that everybody knows their names. And when I say their names, they're going to be like, wow, they're actually still playing basketball because you've got – Eric Bledsoe, yeah, he's there. You've got Tim Frazier. You've got Pau Gasol, which I didn't even know until I saw him check into the game well, a while don't, ago. Don't they have Brook Lopez too? I'm looking right now. They do have Brook Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he took a three point shot the other day, and I'm like, no way is it going. Oh, it, yeah, well, they went in. But that's the crazy thing about Brook Lopez. In all of his years before this, he's made like 187 threes. I think this year he's made like 283 pointers. <laughs> That the NBA has changed to not being a game of strong defense and great shooting to strong shooting and eh defense. Well, and it's not even that. It's nobody can defend because if you touch anybody, you're fouled. Like, you can't exactly. do anything. It's the James Harden era. That's what it is. Well, James Harden, we know, all just, just basically takes six steps and nobody notices. Ah, vomit. I, exactly. So, and anyway, but um, Chris Middleton's on the team. Nikola Mertic is on the team. Yep. So there's some solid players besides, obviously, Giannis. You know, and, and then but, you look at the Raptors, and 
like, where did Kyle Lowry go? He kind of disappeared. Yeah, he disappeared, but, I mean, he's still there. It's just more becoming Kawhi's team. Yeah, but I, if here's the thing is if Kawhi is gone and I don't – if Kawhi doesn't show up to the game, he's averaging, I think, 35 points, eight rebounds, and, like, four assists. And if Kawhi doesn't show up, I don't know – if the Raptors have enough to stop Giannis and the Bucks, but if okay. Kawhi does show up, that's going to be yeah. a good game. <laughs> if he sh- well, he showed up on Game Seven, forty-one points. Mm-hmm. Forty—that's insane. Forty-one points, uh, eight rebounds, and he only got three assists. But honestly, look at the—he's not really an assist maker much, but he is a point beast. I think I read somewhere the other day where. He scored like the third most points in N- in any NBA um, playoff round, along, along right with the only Game Seven, uh, you know, walk off three pointer. Yeah, and that was just oh, it was insane. So, forty one points. But here, when they played against the Seventy Sixers, they only had seven players. Right. So, because um, it looks like only six of them were were not dressed, which. When you're on, on a game seven, wouldn't you want to have as many dressed as you can just in case one of them gets into foul trouble? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, you play with the cards that you're dealt, and luckily they were, you know, dealt one of the greatest players in the game. <laughs> Tell me right now, uh, see if you can guess this. Uh, the player behind Kawhi Leonard had 17 points and came off the bench. Who was it? 17 and came off the bench 29 minutes um oh goodness that's a tough one actually um i don't know serge Ibaka. right on serge no Ibaka. way <laughs> yeah dead serious Se- he, ha- he had the second most points i know i know 17 points is like oh second best and it's like well when you have someone who does 41 points it's kind of like 17 points is actually pretty significant Sur- serge he- has been in the game a minute now so i'm, I'm down with that but and then again, though the starting center Mark Gasol had forty five minutes and he only scored seven points. But yeah, he, he got ele- he got eleven rebounds. I was going to say that- Mark Mark Gasol at this point is in his career is a role player. Um, and that, that's why that's why they brought him into Toronto. He's not you know he was fantastic with Memphis, but at this point, he's he's there to play his role. Well, and I mean he played his role. He got the rebounds and they got the dub. So. That'll and, be, and he's the one who inbounded that pass to Kawhi for that final shot. So, so technically, he won the game for Toronto. Yeah, let, let's just admit let's, it. Let's all uh, <laughs> give give credit where credit is due. Marcus Gasol, you the real MVP. It's, <laughs> it's basically like saying Pat McAfee punted the ball inside the three, and that's the reason why the Colts win won those games. Not Peyton Manning. It was all Pat McAfee. Hey, hey I'll take what I can get. I'll take that dub either way. Ah, shut up. Anyway, so they're going on to play the Bucks, and we'll talk about you know those two teams playing each other down the road. The other game seven, uh, not as exciting, but still exciting as hell to watch. Portland Trailblazers beating the Denver Nuggets, 196, and Portland going into the game was not an away team. They have not played well away. C.J. McCollum came through, right? 37 points, nine rebounds. This guy was on fire. He comes out of he, nowhere, man. Yeah, and he definitely came through, especially 
when Damian Lillard, he got a double-double. He got 13 points, 10 rebounds, mm-hmm. and almost a triple-double with eight assists. But when someone like Damian Lillard's stature does not come through, C.J. McCollum, I was absolutely in shock with how well he did. Well, and that's that's one thing with their dynamic, um, and they've been playing you know with each other for however many years now, but they're very good at – recognizing when either one is hot and feeding that. Um, especially when McCollum goes off um, with Damian Lillard's ability to assist the way that he can, um, they capitalize on that as a team, and that's a, a good way to win. <laughs> it is. And the thing is, is I'm looking at – because I'm just looking at the stats right now. Portland had four players on their team that was in double digits. Wow. And of the – and then – on the uh, Denver Nuggets, their four starter, four of the five starters had double digits. The only one was Craig, who had eight points. So, when you look at the stats, you almost think the Nuggets should have won this game without a doubt. Because you, when you have four of your five starters going double digit figures, there should be a, a good chance that you're going to win. Well, and didn't they Portland only just only win by like two points or whatever? It was 196, so only by four. It was it okay. came down to the wire. Nuggets, I think, kind of did. I wouldn't say poor efficiency with their timeouts but they kind of just they took them right away and then when they had no time left they didn't take they didn't have any to use yeah so i think that it was a great game by uh portland a great game by denver i think portland just came away with the win now they're going on to play the dubs the dubs are trying to look they're trying to get into their fifth finals who's right now i i like portland I just can't see them getting past um, getting past the Dubs. Well, and that's that's the thing. Other than CJ and I mean, I, Damian, Damian Lillard, Lillard I guess, is so flaky. I guess Ennis Cantor. I don't know, but they don't they don't have anybody that can really shut down the Dubs. And that's the thing about Golden State Warriors is with the caliber of scorers that they have. You know, if if Steph Curry is cold. If Kevin Durant is cold, guess who's going to go off? Clay Thompson. If the other two are cold. And so that's – and they're very good, once again, at being able to capitalize capitalize on that. But it's so hard to stop. It's just – I just don't know. And I think – I honestly think they're going to shut down Steph Curry. I don't I don't think Steph Curry is going to have a protect – uh, productive game in this series. There's one but player I think it's going to be very hard that could uh, for them to definitely stop be the player, the uh, difference maker. Clay Thompson for and, and someone Kevin who Durant, if, not a whole lot of people Clay recognize, but I think just bear with me here, Dalen. I think that if he uses his brotherly powers and gets inside his head, Seth Curry will go off and he is going to score 48 points in Game One. Watch it happen. 48 points off the bench. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Four, I want that to happen because I'm I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. The, Seth Curry, he, Steph he should Curry be a starter. And Seth if he was on any other for, for like twenty five right three now, pointers I between think he'd the be two a of them, like. <laughs> Maybe I mean they're both guards. Why not? What? 
I mean, here I don't so think. Are, do you think they're going to? I don't think Portland's going to win this on series. Steph right Curry? now, I'm saying it. I don't think Portland's going to win it. The Dubs are way too strong, and especially with Ke- yeah. I mean, Kevin Durant right now is considered out. But that was. But they said he was going to be out for Game Seven if there was a Game Seven. Now he's had way more time to rest, so I think that he is going to come back. I don't think he's mm-hmm. right. I don't think, and he's not going to be. You know. I don't think he's going to be a difference maker in game one. I think he's going to be playing, but I and don't he'll think be he'll fine. be at he the just same had a, caliber like a mild as he would be in game he'll one. Be he'll fine. be back by game two, no doubt. But game one, that is where Portland needs to strike. If they can get one win, uh-huh. that's going to make the Warriors kind of be on edge. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I think I think one thing is they Portland drastically needs nope, to come nope. into this game hot. They need to come into this game with a lot of momentum um, because you you can't let the Dubs get cocky. You can't let them get that confidence. And so if Portland can come in and kind of knock them off their feet a little bit, like it's, that's going to be a good way to jumpstart it. But like I said, man, it's tough with that the caliber of I'm players tell you they right have. Now, um, and I like it, how at the beginning of the year they bring in that, uh, Boogie Cousins, Boogie, I think and when Boogie plays, everyone's like, worse. "Oh my God, they're terrifying." It's like, well, Boogie isn't even there, and they're still terrifying. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily right, think yeah. they're worse. I think their efficiency may go down just because they're trying to incorporate him into the offense that they've been working on for the past, you know, five years. Um, but yeah, I think either way, they're great. You know, when you have I mean, a starting five that, that have all been all-stars are, and can all score 50 points any night they I want. I think it's just going to be like, – I think the Dubs are I too strong. I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> and I think that the Bucks are going to be – they're they're really good this year. I like where they're going with Giannis, and I don't think Giannis wants to leave. So I think the Bucks have a diamond in the rough because he was picked like I think fifteenth in the first round in like twenty thirteen or something like that, and he was a <laughs> he was a thin kid when he first got drafted. Now he's bulked up, and I I think that th- that will be a good finals. But we'll talk about that more down the road when it's starting to take shape yeah. because. Right now, it's anybody's guess. Because when we're recording this, they haven't even started playing. Uh, game one tonight is uh, – or game, I should say Tuesday night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Is uh, Portland versus the Dubs tonight. No, yeah. What, when so, is the it'll first, be interesting. First game. Uh, definitely, I'd say next week we're going to have to just try to figure out, okay, who's the favorite to win both conference finals right now? Okay. Because by then, I think there will be about – three games played of each one so our next topic though is about doug baldwin uh we we kind of figured this was going to happen especially with how many uh yeah draft picks i think the so. uh seattle seahawks i wouldn't say wasted but used on wide receivers because they got baldwin. like four, they got like four or five wide receivers so the seahawks had to kind of know what was going on and don't and Seattle and Doug Baldwin, they were so good good together. Right. And I think Doug Baldwin is mm-hmm. definitely a great wide receiver. He I don't think he's gonna be a I don't think he's gonna be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. 
Oh, no, I don't know. But you got to feel bad for the guy because it was that situation where, you know, he wanted more money. He and they were begging him to come back. You got to come back. And so finally he did first game. Boom, injured. And it's like uh, like he 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 decided to favor that team. He decided to do what they that, wanted. I, despite, I, will, I will say, you know, goes down as wanting, probably what was best for him I watched last and season. what happens because he gets injured, I mean, <laughs> gets carted off the field. You and I both work in media, and flips and off the, the FCC <laughs> was having a heyday when it comes to crap like that. Oh my gosh, I. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh! Uh, I it's remember when time, I was producing the. Uh, they got they got lots of that from Marshawn Lynch. We, uh, so Seattle we were talking about to it. The, uh, <laughs> I'm just here, so I won't get fined. And, uh, then out of no, they, I just said I have something to say about that, and I just click. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. And then they just go, RJ, your only fine is that you're getting paid. So shut up. Yeah. And they were just kind of like, you know, this is what we get. We hire you, and then now you're just playing this. They were fine with it, but. The thing is, is that Doug Baldwin, without a doubt, he is a great player. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I don't – right. And, I mean, those two together – he was a kick returner, wasn't he? Or a punt returner, one of the two? Oh, yeah. Well, especially when paired up with uh, uh, Russell Wilson. I It was – I swear – I want to say that he was a kick returner or a um, punt returner. Regardless, he was a fantastic wide receiver. Uh, I don't think he would have fit. I think he fit was perfectly it, was within it, the Seattle yeah, I think he was. organization. <laughs> and I don't think he would have fit anywhere else. That's the thing that made him who he is. If he would have gone to Kansas City, That's I don't exactly think he would have been that say. good. He, if he, he would have gone to Minnesota, even if because Minnesota has the two best wide receivers in the NFL, wink, wink. I think because they ha- just because I think he just worked perfectly in Seattle's format. He didn't work. He wouldn't have worked anywhere else because Seattle tailored to him instead of him having to tailor to Seattle. I think Cam Chancellor is actually on a different team. I I swear. Do you? Well, and then it's oh, that might be it. Uh, Cam, Cam Chancellor as well, right? looks like he is retired uh, because he did not. Well, but because you're right, think, he did not pass his uh, physical. Their and it looks like, um, yeah, he was not being medically cleared to re- to return. He was released by the Seahawks before the season began. Yeah. See. And I'm, wow. I'm reading this. I mean, it's interesting. In that's, uh, Doug Baldwin's <laughs> um, retirement should, letter, uh, he did not mention Pete that's Carroll, a, nor did that's he kind mention of a shot any to a degree because he, I thought that <laughs> Russ and yeah. Baldwin were actually pretty close. But then again, I mean, I'm from I'm from Bismarck when Minneapolis is the closest thing to me, so I don't know. No, everybody in C, everybody on that team <laughs> hates Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me? No, every everybody hated because I think Russell Wilson is just this fake guy. He only cares about himself, and he just puts on this stupid image, and that locker room is toxic. Which I think 
goes to show so I just gotta say why that, Doug Baldwin reacted the way I just gotta he say did this, when he got injured Doug and why he didn't mention Wasn't it, uh, Russell Earl Wilson, Thomas? nor did he mention Pete Carroll. I swore it was Earl Thomas because I'm just – there When there's I'm doing some the, the research right now, um, like just trying to figure out um, like who did what. Was I'm it Earl try- Thomas? Yeah, it was Earl Thomas. Eh. So, I mean, but still – I'm sure that Earl Thomas was speaking for <laughs> Doug Baldwin when, and Cam Chancellor when he did that. Um, uh, okay, my bad. Mabay. DK Metcalf. Seriously. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. But I think that DK Metcalf era, is going to be a great wide receiver. They've got some good young but when players. I, but and they when got I was watching some of his boy. stuff and reading some of like, the comments that uh, yes, people indeed. were making, a lot of people were, are absolutely right when they say, yeah, you know, he's a great fast runner, like great fast straight line runner. When it comes to running routes, though, he's not the greatest. So I could see him – I think we talked about this last week. I think he could be a fantastic punt returner or kick returner because he is so strong, and if he can run fast straight, that's yeah. what you got to do as a kick returner or punt returner. Even if you're back in your own end zone, you take off, ho, oh, have fun trying to catch him. We'll we'll see what Seattle can do with it. And the good thing about Seattle is they do have a really good coaching staff. Um, and that's where a lot of modern coaching styles and techs and techniques originate out of. Oh, yeah. Pete Carroll's um, hilarious. So hopefully they can do something with it, I guess. But I don't like Seattle. Never like Seattle. Not a fan Grandpa, of Seattle. Uncle. Not a fan of Russell Wilson. I like Pete Carroll. He's a good guy. He's funny. Um, yeah, he's, I, oh yeah, he's I like he's like the sure. NFL's. I mean, you saw um, when he first met DK Metcalf, right? Um, oh, what's his name? Coach he, the... he well, because DK Metcalf <laughs> no, showed he's up. The, he's the NFL to his Steve first Kerr. practice and had his shirt off. And then Pete Carroll's like, "Oh, you got your shirt off? Oh, me too." And I'm like, "Oh God, that dad bod." Oh yeah, he like ripped off his shirt. <laughs> Oh my God. And DK Metcalf is huge. It is so funny because yeah, he walks in. He immediately just but, stands up and takes but, his yeah, shirt off. But, yeah, it is the end of an era. Speaking of eras, his hand. he's like, Tom you think Brady you're going to come in here and intimidate me? Not according me? to CBS Sports. <laughs> because Carol. CBS Sports released this article. You pointed this out right before we started it's recording. So funny. I think this is flipping hilarious. This was just posted yesterday. There are only technically five teams that can win the Super Bowl. Just five. And the five teams are the New England Patriots. The New Orleans Saints, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Los Angeles Chargers. There are teams on there that I not, I'm not going to be I'm going to be biased, but I'm not going to be biased at the same time. There are teams on there that I think that should be on there. For example, the Rams. They just made the Super Bowl, and you're already taking them out of the contention. Like. Well, I I I I don't think the Rams honestly have any chance of. I think they're knocked down. I think, um, I think Jared Very Goff true. has a lot to learn. I think we've seen that when it comes to clutch moments and high stake moments, Jared Goff cannot deliver. I don't think he can. I don't think he's good in clutch moments. And so, what? I th- honestly think the Rams are going to need, and especially even. Um, Todd Gurley 
where was he? He he was nowhere to be seen in the playoffs. They had C.J. Anderson running that you know that run game, and, and I mean they Anderson, have the they have here. the right pieces. Um, like I think that so I I um, honestly what's the name don't coach? think it's the Rams away. will have a shot um, at the Super Bowl yes, for they, the next Sean McVay couple years. Is a great um, coach. Like don't get me wrong, I think that he is a fantastic coach, and the way that he rambles off makes me is blowing me away. Sean McVay. He is the next Bill Belichick without the rings yet. I like him. I li- I like him a lot. I don't know if Jared Goff is the right quarterback right now. He, like you said, he needs to learn, and if he can't learn, he, well, if he need, if he can't learn, and maybe <laughs> next year, then they need to look for another quarterback because they're not. I don't think they should waste their time on this first rounder. I, I wouldn't call him a bust, but he is kind of getting close to it. Well. And it's it's kind of a thing where it's like you look at what happened, you look yeah. at why the Rams got to the Super Bowl with that awful missed call against the Saints, right. and it's kind of like, yeah, it, you realize that that Super Bowl was not supposed to happen because Jared Goff was not ready. Um, and, I, and, yeah, he did against well the against Saints, the Saints. Though, let's be honest. The in defense that game, but won that game. He he. Without when a it doubt, came to a clutch moment, he just he couldn't do it. He wasn't. He didn't handle the pressure well. Um. And it we and really it did. And, and right now? yes, it did. But oh god, here we go. Foul was called. The Saints would have won. Yes, there were other factors that led up to it. Yeah. Okay, yes, I rec- I recognize that the Saints did not play a perfect game. So are you telling me were, right now, because they, they're going to yes, be talking they, about this they, in the next Their demise meetings. was part Do of the way they played. But that also, if that, that foul that was called, penalties they would be have reviewable. won the game. They did? Oh, man. Well, they already are. They made that rule this uh, offseason. Yeah, that's a rule now. Every – yeah, now um, all pass interference plays can Okay, be I guess reviewed. that makes sense. But here's um, the Whether thing, it's offensive that pass interference, defensive pass interference, all pass interference calls can like, be It wasn't called on the field, and then you review it, and then maybe by just a hair – it was it then got reversed because that's the thing is that they're going to look at every little inch of someone and if they <laughs> if there's just like one light little tug of the jersey then people are going to go mad well no no because if you look at it and like yeah, the instance oh he like nicked him. They're gonna be like okay, that wasn't pass interference. But if for instance in I, the Saints game when I he guess comes I up see that, and the like, ball I mean, is nowhere near, it has he to just be kind of rams apparent. into him. It can't. It, it shouldn't and be he's just a defenseless, based on defenseless receiver. Oh, he like, touched him. Yeah, so that's a pass interference. That's call. pass I interference. Think, I, I see where you're going with this. If it's if it's not, it's just, I just am so bamboozled by how they could not find and call that. Because there was someone standing right there. Yeah. 
uh, no, the the le- the reason that they lost, I think, was because they the defense. I'm gonna say it because the defense uh, for the Rams like said, was absolutely amazing during that game. There's no doubt in my mind because the defense got the inter- got the interception or fumble, whichever happened. They got down into field goal range, and then for the brand, Greg mm-hmm. the Leg Zerline nails a field goal, and I was the only one going. I was the only one. I was at Laughing Grizzly Bar, and I was the only one celebrating because everyone was just pissed off about that call. <laughs> Greg the Legs are lying. I mean, uh, right now, let me ask. Oh let me ask gosh, you this. I mean. I'm going to say Tom Brady. Who do you think age because Tom is Brady going to has been in the league sooner. longer? Drew Brees I, or Tom Brady? I think that Tom Brady is just he's what he, he's going to be 42 by the time the season starts. It's yeah. Something like something like that. So let, let's just call it he's going to be 42. That's old for a quarterback. You could you could be you could be a long snapper, play till you're 65 so. and Some keep are, playing. Yeah. You cannot with with how many times you get knocked down as a quarterback. Forty-two seems like a that's very super, long time because so he old. he basically has played from the time he got drafted to now. I mean, he missed he missed the season because of an ACL injury. He has missed games here and there, but he's basically played for that long of a period have, of time. And when you're forty-two, before you know it, he's going to be having a walker assist him mm-hmm. out on the field. I can see it happening. Right. I just I don't like it. I I think it'll be Tom. I watched a honestly. video on Business Insider. Um, but you look at that. his TB12 method. Looks not bad because um, it's basically you're just, dude seems you're just to be getting younger and younger. And you're avoiding um, sugar but dairy. Drew Brees, Which, I don't. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, and you were looking at it like so that explains why he still got a dad bod. Okay. It's just yeah. It's just literally just being healthy, <laughs> like. No, you, you. I mean, okay. Well, but I, I remember I there drink, was like the news old, that um, came out a couple years ago like where it's like Tom ounces. Brady drinks two gallons drink of water a day. Three of those and I'm like, no, day. you would if literally die. But if <laughs> that's a problem, consult your doctor. But I think the thing is, is that if you, with how he is, I could see age hitting him I'm, hard. I'm consistently and dehydrated. Drew Brees, <laughs> with all the accolades, the only thing he's missing. Until I, I'm gonna, because Drew Brees I think is the best quarterback of all time. I'm making that the reason I, the, well obviously because we just started a show I've got to make as much hot takes as I can. Drew Brees is the best quarterback of all time. The reason I say that Ooh, is because hot when take. you have the hot take, my boy. that you can do at, with that man, and he's been in the league for what 14 years, 15 years. If you if you could, the accolades that man has achieved, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been the Super Bowl MVP. He's broken the yards record. He's broken the completions record. He, do, I mean, he yeah, did have like the that. record at one time for most yards in a season. He's done just about anything that a quarterback can do. The only thing he hasn't done is win the MVP in the in the league, which if, <laughs> if uh, Patrick Mahomes wasn't around, he would have won it without a doubt. Same here.
That's what and, but the, the thing is. I'm is that so that upset if Drew that he Brees didn't. wins the and MVP. Of course, of course, he the wasn't going to win. Everybody decision knew Patrick Mahomes anybody was that watches but football man, should give it say to our boy Drew. Drew Brees <laughs> is the best quarterback of all time. You can look at rings. You can look at the dominance of Tom Brady and how he's won the same amount of quarter, same amount of rings as the Steelers have won in their entire franchise. I think though that he is just so good. He is so clutch, and nothing can come in between him and immortality if he wins an MVP. Well, and that's that's the right. thing is it's because there's a difference between being the best player and no being without, the most successful player. I think obvi- I think we can all agree that Tom Brady is by far the most successful player in NFL history. Is he is he the best? Shut up! That's just because you're a NFL Colts history? fan. I don't think so. No, I I think. I mean, I, I mean, I'm gonna I, like I would put my vote to Peyton Manning like that. That's my guy. He, you know, f- tell that to five MVPs, okay? Five MVPs, exactly. four Super Bowl trips, it, it, two it, Super most, Bowl most wins. Nowadays, no, though, I'm sorry. Like if Peyton Manning most people is the look best at rings, and I hate how most people like, look at rings best. because rings don't most define successful? you. You could be a long no. snapper on all 32 but teams and win a Super Bowl. At, nobody's gonna care. It's how you play, and the fa- and Drew Brees. He, he's played for two teams, but most of the people will draw him to the Saints because that's where he's had the most success. I think that he's got a. He's up. He's definitely up there in the top three best quarterbacks of all time. Am I wrong? Okay, so you've, I mean, you've got Drew Brees and obviously Tom, Tom Brady's right there. So it's like those are the I, that those two. Mm. I'll put in Peyton Manning. No, so I, I would agree up. with that. Those three I, right I, there yeah, are your I, top three quarterbacks of all time. Oh, here we go. Shut. The okay, hell! I'll give you my top up. four quarterbacks. That's of all basically time. like me, a Vikings fan, Peyton saying Manning, my top four Andrew quarterbacks Luck, of all time. Johnny United, going to be Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins <laughs> Frank Tarkington, and uh, you know Fran Tarkington. I mean, I've heard Fran Tarkington's actually kind of a jerk, but I don't know that for a fact. So Fran Tarkington, if you somehow find us, I love you. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but the point is though is that. I, if I were to give my top three quarterbacks in order right now, it would be Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. That would be my top three. I don't like you. I don't. I can't <laughs> see. I, I just can't see Tom Brady right now. Even if he wins three more Super Bowls, unless he passes all these milestones that Drew Brees has set, I'm yeah. sorry, but Drew Brees is still going to be the best. But. I'm going to bring up this uh, Instagram post that I sent you a long time ago. It was like right around the Super Bowl. I think this would have been great if if the AAF would have been around the American – what is it? Um, American Association of Football or something like that. Um, Anyway, this was an amazing idea, and I wish they would have done this. The winner of the AAF plays the winner of the XFL. The winner of that game plays the NFL that had the, finished with the worst record. Yeah, something the like team that. that. The team that loses, they get demoted to the lesser league. The team that beats them gets promoted to the NFL. Could you imagine how insane every year would be? Yeah. You wouldn't be fighting to, you wouldn't be, fighting to be the best in the, your division. You'd be wanting to fight so that you're not the worst. 
because if you play the if you lose then you're getting demoted and then you're losing revenue you're losing money because you're not in the big you're not in the big leagues anymore you're now in the <laughs> AAF or the XFL and the XFL you could get flipping hurt and die right and that's only going to be a 5 yard penalty automatic first down Okay, we totally just went yeah, off literally, right yeah. You're gonna get <laughs> stabbed on the field. Like, <laughs> all right, let's get back to this CBS article. Um, I, I know, but I want to know. So yeah, so the five teams: the Patriots, the Saints, the Eagles, the Seahawks, and the Chargers. Which we all know, the Chargers choke every the time. Duh. But what? What team? They discussed this on uh, I think it was first take today. Then don't then um, don't say the Colts, Dalen. Do, do not say the Colts when you get from that list. No, they're not, Dalen. Oh Shut God. up. No, don't even don't don't even don't even joke about that. But the Colts are real contenders. What do you mean? Okay, they're going to be easily a top five offense. They've got Andrew Luck, who is now back to the top of his game. They've got T.Y. Hilton, who's amazing, and he's broken a 1,000 yards every season. They've got Eric Ebron, who's literally set a goal for himself to break the season record for most touchdowns by a tight end. They've got Marlon Mack, who's a fantastic, fantastic running back. They've got a strong, young defense with the uh, – uh, defensive rookie of the year from last year, and literally they drafted, I think, all defensive positions for the, our secondary except for like five people, or not five people, but like four people in this year's draft. And they've got Frank Reich, who's a wonderful quarterback and is a perfect pairing for Andrew Luck and knows how to coach a great quarterback in a throwing league. So please tell me again how the Colts are not going to win the Super Bowl this year. There's one problem. With where, oh my with, god! There, no, 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 no! Hear me out. I'm I'm gonna fight for you for like three seconds, and then I and then I will give my take on who I who is missing from this list. You forgot one important player, who is the greatest player. I think better than Drew Brees, better than Tom Brady. If you need him, he comes calling. He has his own Batman signal. It's none <laughs> other than Adam frickin' Venateri. How did you forget your best player, man? Yes. How did you forget him? He's been through the Peyton Manning era. He's now Our in the Dark Knight Luck era. How could you forget him? That's I'm, the, I'm bamboozled. Well, and don't forget, he he was also in the Tom Brady area. He was with uh, he was with the Patriots that's for many true. years. He, 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 that's true. He won their first two Super Bowls for them. Very true. Um, so let, let us not forget his uh, game-winning uh, Super Bowl kicks. I, well, um, I, Adam for, I, Terry. I forget it because he's uh, he, it was for the Patriots. Because I mean, yes, indeed. So okay, that is me fighting for you, and I'm never yes, going to do it again. Adam Vinatieri, <laughs> he is. Uh, uh, I think he's turning 46 years old this year. He is the highest scoring player in NFL history. The only player to score 900 plus points for two separate teams. That's insane. I mean, he's got more. And he's he he. I think for fantasy football in that that summit we went over last episode, yeah. he was uh, ranked number seven uh, for kickers. Which I'm like, my boy Adam Papa Vinny. He let's should, get it. Why is he not number one? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like, so, let's be honest. And I love. Let's it, be real. Here, here's the thing, too. I love. This is what I love is that when uh, Pat McAfee talks about him, he just goes, "I know this guy so well because I held his balls for a, my career." <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. He did. I mean, that's mm -hmm. he, that was the well. Thing. And it's funny because when Pat McAfee got drafted, 
he had never held the ball for a kick before. He had never yep. done it. He's, so he sent him to a holding school. <laughs> yeah. And so Pop comes in. He's like, you ever done this before? And he was like, nope. And he was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, sending you to a camp where you're going to have to learn to hold my balls. That, I mean, but no, the I, Colts, oh, the man. Colts, and I'm not going to be cocky and be like, yeah, they're going to win, even though they are going to win. Um, Shut but up. I, I legitimately think that they are a very top contender for the Super Bowl this year. But with that being said, who's on your list? Okay, so the I like the Vikings. They they are my team. I they don't deserve to be on this list without a doubt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, to all my Viking friends out there who are Viking fan Viking fans, I'm sorry. They they don't have. I mean, they have great wide receivers. They've got Dalvin Cook. Their offensive line needs help. I know that they just drafted um, a lot of them, but they need help there. Yeah. They wasted $84 million on a guy named Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> yup. Uh, so I, I just can't see it right now. I, I don't see the Vikings going out and winning the Super Bowl. With 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 the team they have right now, they can't do it. I, I don't they, see it. They are a quarterback away from – being a playoff contender but that's what we said last time when they went up to the when they went and played the eagles in the conference championship everyone thought well they're just a quarterback away from winning the super bowl because they, but their quarterback was case keenum exactly they need they were yeah. thinking they needed a quarterback and honestly they maybe should have just signed case keenum to a one-year deal where he got a little more salary and just said okay we you did really really good as a third stringer let's see how you do once again because if he, I wonder what would have happened if he would have stayed. If he would have been the next franchise play, player for the Vikings. No. <laughs> Shut no. up. Look where he is now. Do you know where he is? Because I don't. I think he's. He, I think he's. He's still in Denver, he's but still he's in, not. He's still in Denver, and he's now the second string to none other than Joe Flacco, who is not an A plus quarterback. But. Um, I, I hope – I think Joe Flacco will do well in that system. I think he will. I don't think he's going to be the Joe Flacco that we saw in 2012 or whatever it was. When he won the uh, Super the Bowl. Only, yeah. Uh, but I, I hope – I think he'll do well. But we'll see what happens. Okay, so okay, back to we, – we, we keep getting off topic with this. Who is, who is my one team that I think should be on this list? People are going to hate me when I say this. They're really going to hate me. And I'd said it at the at the beginning of the show, they shouldn't be on this list. But, God damn it, the Cleveland Browns, why aren't they on this list? They have probably Max. a top five defense. They have a quarterback who is going to shape the entire AFC. They have drafted so many amazing players. They are young. They are hungry for a Super Bowl title. And by golly, if I don't see Baker Mayfield at the end of the season hoisting that Vince Lombardi trophy at the end of the season, I'm done watching the NFL. <laughs> They're going to be hot. They're going to be real, real hot. This is why sometimes I, I could just see you right now. If I were in front of you, I could just see you face palming yourself because you're just like, well, <laughs> I mean, and Max Kellerman said the same thing on first take today. And he's like, Stephen, A, am going to need you to brace yourself. And Stephen A like grabs his table and Max Kellerman just goes, the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, let's go. <laughs> God, the Cleveland Browns, they have. 
They now have Kareem Hunt, who, as we know, is a fantastic quarterback. Not a good dude, but a great quarterback. Or Sorry, quarterback running back. I was about My to apologies. say, what in the hell are you talking um, about, Yeah, boy? he's a quarterback now. Um, they want, yeah. Um, but no, so he's going to be, he's going to do well in that system. They've got Jarvis Landry. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. They've got a Mr. Baker Mayfield. And they're going to be a hot, hungry offense that... And I personally think that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to flourish. And I think he needed a team where he could be himself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that he he's doing well in the Giants system. I think this is where he is going to be able to expand himself and show this is what I am as a wide receiver, and the Giants are missing out on this. I, th- I, think, I think an important thing, especially with a guy like Odell, is that he's going to be having fun fun this year and, and I think that plays a huge yeah. role into how well he plays I and so I'm, I mean all jokes aside I really do believe the Cleveland Browns will make a playoff run this year will they win the Lombardi will they win the Lombardi trophy probably not because uh, when you when you have a inexperienced quarterback going to the Super Bowl there's not a whole lot of t- players that can do that very well Nick Foles did it but not a whole lot of players can do it well right so I think that when they if they make the playoffs They'll make it past if they. I don't think they'll win their division. I think if they're going to make it, they're going to make it in as a wild card, because I can't see them beating out the Ravens or the Steelers for the number one spot. I don't know, man. I I oh, don't you're, know. <laughs> you're pushing I, it. You're pushing I'm, it. I mean, we forget about Antonio Brown being gone. We forget about True. Le'Veon Bell being gone. You also got to um, remember now Joe Flacco is gone, so now they're relying on Lamar Jackson, which Lamar Jackson's a good quarterback, but I don't I, think that he can lead the team right now. Yes, but but the Ravens have a great defense. They do. They do. And so, and so I, I honestly would not be shocked if the Steelers – Drop down to number three in their division. So um, I mean the the Browns tied them. So that's a that's a that's an improvement <laughs> from instead of like, getting blown I'm, out forty five to three, you tied them, which I hate ties in the NFL, but that's an improvement. Um, and I think that the Browns have a legitimate shot to to get in the playoffs. They're they're a hot team. They have young talent. They have good talent. That's another good thing too. If they make it. I think they're going to make it as a wild card team. They'll, I think they'll win the first game as a wild card, and then whoever they play in the second round in the divisionals, they're going to lose. I hate to say it, but that's what I'm feeling. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think they're going to win their division. I think so. Oh, um, all right. All I'm, right. I'm going to give it to them. So, okay, we just basically went totally off ship when it comes to that NFL, but that's how passionate we are about the NFL is that we talk about it so religiously that once NFL season kicks off, I feel like we're going to have to have like a two-hour-long special on who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, once once we get into uh, NFL season, um, it's going to be g- some good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So finally, though, to close out the show, we talk about the thing that everybody loves to talk about, the Kentucky Derby. And I lost four hundred dollars on that. No, I'm joking. I didn't lose. I didn't lose four hundred. I was gonna say, did you really? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I did lose a a hair bit of money just because of that outcome. Uh, but the thing, if you would have gotten the uh, superfecta, which is the four, four horses that finished first, second, third, fourth, you would have walked away with over fifty six thousand dollars. G. 
Wow. Uh, wait, only $56,000? I mean, that's all. It's the second most Superfecta in history. Usually it's about like 3000 or 4000 So Weird. I guess I expected it to be more. Well, I mean, if you the odds on that country house or whatever to win were 65 to 1. So the fact that they even took second was incredible, but then they end up reversing the decision to say they won that that horse won. And then you were telling me about how that jockey got suspended. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw he got he's suspended for like 15 days, which I joked uh, which I joked and said that's basically a lifetime ban because you know, in horse racing there's only like four races a year. So it that that mattered to us anyway that you know three i should say that's so devastating though man like you win the kentucky derby and you get it taken away because of just the slightest little bit of contact well uh, that that horse that won the that actually won uh is not going to be at the preakness that actually won the that won the thing that not um not the one that got disqualified but the one that actually won is not going to be at the kentucky derby not or i mean not at the preakness which I find kind of odd because don't you feel like that's some type of honor that you have to go off of when you win? I mean, you would think so, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking like the Kentucky – if you win the Kentucky Derby and you have a chance for the elusive triple crown, wouldn't you want to even consider going for it? I mean, some people are happy with what they got. Very true. But, no. I mean, I just I – just, I, I'm shocked though that there was like I couldn't figure out what was going on because there wasn't like a celebration, there wasn't like an interview going on, and I was like, "What's what's going on?" And then um, one of my friends who was there with me, he just said, "Oh, uh, did you, did you not hear that uh, there's right now a uh, there's some like collusion, not collusion, but something's going on where <laughs> collusion, <laughs> collusion. <laughs> Don't make me start going Donald <laughs> Trump on this because I- <laughs> there was collusion at the Kentucky Derby." It was wrong. Um, but anyway, no. Country House, 65-1 to 1 long shot. They won. And right now, uh, it looks like a couple of the horses that were at the Kentucky Derby are going to go, but not a whole lot right now. Well, and if if you get disqualified or something like that, doesn't it like make it so you can't like breed with that horse or something like that anymore? I, pro- I, I, um, I bet you're right. There's... I saw some kind of a rule like that. It's, I don't even know. That that world is crazy. Well, and I even was watching this thing where you there are certain rules to naming a horse. Are there really? Okay, so I, it was like during like the four hours leading up to the Kentucky Derby, which I don't know why they do. Like not even the Super Bowl has that much hype Dude, around it. You got to get hyped, okay? <laughs> you got to get ready. My old Kentucky home. Um, I mean, everybody actually was singing that at the event that I was at. It was hilarious. Oh, that's great. Because I was at Katie O'Keefe's, and everybody was singing it. It was amazing. Anyway. You got to get pumped. Anyway, so when I was watching it, there are specific rules to naming a horse. It cannot – so, like, some of the rules are it has to be 18 characters in total. It cannot be – it cannot be having any, like, exclamation points or at – symbols or um dollar signs you name it um i guess that that makes sense it cannot like a, you know yeah it cannot be another horse that has won the kentucky derby preakness states or belmont um and it's like or you actually get fined if you try to name a horse after a kentucky derby winner hmm interesting <laughs> so like there's actually rules about it we'll talk about that in a later episode i can't believe we're actually talking about horse racing in this show 
But then again, <laughs> it's it's episode two. What do you expect? Uh, <laughs> I prefer horse fighting. No, we're not going to get into animal brutality on the show. We talked about this before, Dalen. That is not against the rule. That is against the I'm sorry. rules. I'm sorry. It's a sickness. I need it. I need it. Right, here <sighs> we go. Someone turn down his microphone for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that's the show, Dalen. We went way over our time limit, but we really don't have a time limit on this that's show. That's okay. I mean, we're it's only episode two. We're still trying to elaborate. We're still trying to figure out who the hell we are with this show. So uh, to anyone listening, thank you very much. Feel free to give us a uh, you know, support us any way that we have on po- podcastwithoutborders.com. Uh, there's a Patreon you can go on there. We're going to try to just kind of – we're basically winging almost everything that we do. I haven't gotten yeah. that Twitter created, which forgive me, Dalen. I know I, you should hate me. But regardless, this is awesome, though, that we're finally able to do it. It is. It is very fun. Um, I'm excited to see where we take it as we kind of figure out exactly you know our format and everything but um you know it's only episode two we have a we have a long ways to go and i'm excited to uh keep on heading down that road and especially how i'm going to be basically on no sleep for for uh the summer it's going to be it's going to be fun to have some type of relief because right I, I'm, because i work for the post office now from midnight to like 8 30 or 10 30 depending on how much mail we have and then i'm going to be working for the osprey which is that minor league baseball team and that's going to be going from like fudge i think that's going to be like four or five hours a night and i just had a meeting with them and things are shaping with them it's just going to be a hectic summer but i'm excited to have this part of my schedule it's gonna be a good time but if i die remember the browns will win the super bowl i'm calling all right buddy all right thanks dalen we'll talk at your next episode yep see you bye like what you hear visit podcastwithoutborders.com or like us on facebook